Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Get on the ice. Nice. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chan. Good Friday, everybody. Welcome, Bob Stopper, joining you in the 630 Chet Studios, the city's south side. A busy sports weekend here on 630 Chet, the official voice of not just the Edmonton Oilers, but also the Edmonton Elks. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas. Our producer, Brendan Escott, is getting ready for the countdown to kickoff show ahead of tonight's Elks-BC Lions game at Commonwealth Stadium. Brendan will have that show for you at 6.05. We'll have a crossover at 5.47 today. Darryl, uh, Derek Scott. Uh, is the technical producer. Years ago, 20-some years ago, he was producing a little show called uh, Total Hockey back in the day. Hey, special shout-out to Randy Kilmer. Nicely done. The 3-0 and uh, University of Alberta Golden Bears. Blake Dermott and myself did the Golden Bears games the last time they were any good, back in 0405 when they had back-to-back 7-1 and seasons. Uh, we said huge sports weekend, of course, uh, Chad, the voice of the Edmonton Elks, also the voice of the Edmonton Oilers. We drop the puck on preseason Friday and Saturday, or check that Saturday. Well, you know what? I'm adding the days up here. I'm confused. Uh, Sunday and Monday, back-to-back against the Winnipeg Jets. Four o'clock puck drop. We'll have the uh, face-off show for you at 2.30 with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, and myself. Uh, then we're flying to Winnipeg. I've got six games in nine days. In fact, um, starting on I guess with the Penticton tournament, I go through a stretch of 28 consecutive days uh, where we'll be doing something. Uh, so sorry to uh, put you in your misery uh, to let you know that. 508 at Edmonton. Let's get right to it. Here's what we got coming up the pipe on today's show. One of the most plugged-in men in the business, Frank Cervalli, daily face-offs. Frank Cervalli for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. And at 535 for Conlon Motorsports, George LaRocque uh, will be on this edition of Oilers Now. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Don't miss Reuben and Clay. Uh, it's Reuben and Clay 20, the tour live at the River Cree, Saturday, September 30th. Get your tickets now at the Resort.com. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And 
you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. We're on X. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. I, uh, I think we're over 40,000 followers for a show Twitter account. My personal account's over 95,000 at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott's a big part of the show at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, the show's called Oilers Now, so our top story is preseason gets started uh, on Sunday at Rogers Place, 4 p.m. against the Winnipeg Jets. Tomorrow is a open scrimmage. It's a fan day. You're going to want to check it out. And it is brought to you in part by uh, Chorus Radio. Jack Michaels is going to be involved with some events down there. Top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. We head quickly into our Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Excited to announce their women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of the direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Jay Woodcroft with a quick update today. You can tell it's hockey season and you can tell because the coaches lose their voice from being on the ice twice and moving from summer inside uh, onto the ice. Here's Jay Woodcroft on updates on the McLeod and Ekholm injuries. I think uh, Ryan is more day-to-day and I think uh, Ekholm's probably a week away or so. That is not a Hard and fast day, but that's what the way we're approaching. All right, so two of the players that uh, we focused in on down at Rogers Place today for uh, the second day of on-ice sessions at training camp were Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg. Uh, the Oilers need both guys to take a step forward here. Uh, this season in Edmonton, Dylan Holloway had this to say in his goals for 23-24. Yeah, I think just playing the right way. I know that sounds pretty cliche, but uh, got to limit turnovers, got to be good in the D zone and kind of gain the coach's trust. And once you do that, you can uh, kind of play a bit more free and uh, try and make plays and uh, I don't get, get back to kind of the player I was in uh, college and junior. Meanwhile, Philip Broberg says he thinks he's ready to take a step forward. I feel good. Uh, I feel confident. And, uh, you know, it's been two good days here in camp. And I, I, I feel confident in my abilities. And uh, I feel like I'm ready to take another step in my game. And I, and I want to do so, too. All right, so right now, Philip Roberg is playing in a pairing with Vincent DeHarnay. I'm going to guarantee you they're going to play one of the two games against the Jets coming up in back-to-back nights. Uh, I think when Matthias Heckholm comes back, you might see Philip Broberg play on the right side. Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft says Broberg can play both left and right D. In the minors, he had experience going both sides. I think um, that's one of Phillips' advantages as a D-man in our organization is that he can play on either side. That versatility, I think, um, allows him to play with different types of people. He's not just locked in in that one left-shot position. Um, Yeah, I think you'll see a healthy dose of him on both sides. All right, no question about it. This is the best time of the year. You got everything going on. You got NHL going on. You got the Edmonton Oil Kings get started tonight in Red Deer. Uh, tomorrow night, Red Deer is back in Edmonton. As, uh, that is uh, part of NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. We uh, were over at Elite earlier today. They had an open house. It was great seeing a bunch of people over there saying hi and uh it, you know, we've talked a lot about the news around the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Fanti is out. I talked to Sam Gagne. He's a ways away from returning as well. And that's the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. So 
A lot to get to. Frank Saravalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta from Daily Faceoff when we return on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 5.15 in Evans. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Derek Scott with you, Oilers Now. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and go to Daily Faceoff's Frank Cervalli for Horse Racing Alberta. Experience live standard bred racing Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? Frank, you there? I am. How are you, Bob? Good. It sounded like you had uh, the uh, the police uh, sirens going off where you were in Philly. Were you at Saloon by chance? I was not, but an ambulance just drove by. So okay, uh, yeah. There you have it. Uh, all right, let's get to it. For, again, uh, Frank is also our Oilers headliner, Oilers now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. By the way, can you either confirm or deny that you are coming into Edmonton next week? I can confirm. This is a true fact. I will be at Oilers training camp. Looking forward to it. There you go. You and Elliot Friedman, uh, two of the insiders that we have on the show coming to town. Uh, Does that perhaps illustrate just how special of a year this could be for the Edmonton Oilers? Look, I know you've got some business through Daily Faceoff to attend to. You also do another show in this market. But the reality of the situation is the Edmonton Oilers are in a win-now mode. A lot of people have them as the preseason favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And, oh, by the way, they've got the two top scoring players in the regular season over the last two seasons and the playoffs the last two seasons as well combined if you added up the numbers over the last couple of years look there's no doubt bob that edmonton is certainly a focal point and i don't know if it's fair to call them a stanley cup favorite but they're certainly a team that's a trendy pick and a team that's well deserving of attention with the stars that they have and you know, I really think when you consider all the, you know, the ways that this organization has grown, the depth, they've Ken Holland and his team have made this group, you know, from top to bottom a championship contender. The fact that we are talking about who's going to be signing a PTO to be the 13th forward and will a, you know, some of the prospects that you have be able to crack the lineup like that those are marks of a true contending team and it makes training camp not really all that sexy or interesting but the fact that this Oilers team has been at work for three plus weeks now since the beginning of September 
shows you that they're ready to go. Yeah, no question about that. Frank Cervalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Frank, to me, my personal belief is the success of Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg, and I think invariably we're going to see Broberg over on the right side, possibly maybe a little bit higher than people think, maybe paired with Matthias Ekholm at some stage. How those two guys end up doing may ultimately decide what the Edmonton Oilers elect to uh, add come trade deadline, trade deadline time. Do you think I'm too far ahead of it, or do you think I'm on it? Well, I mean, you ahead of things? I mean, I, I think that's that's never happened before, has it? Um, look, you need your young players to continue to make progress, and ultimately it's a, it's a mark of a, a healthy dynamic if they continue to grow and rip off more minutes from other guys and a bigger position. So uh, if that's the case, um, here's the thing about the trade deadline. It's so far away. You never know what the team is going to look like or what might be open to uh, improvement by then. Could I see those two positions um, be sort of uh, covered off by those guys? I could. But I could also see, depending on how the coach feels, depending on how the manager feels, like this is one of those years that you don't want to leave any stone unturned. So if there's even a twinge of doubt, you could also see those spots be uh, pursued. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, if you take a look at how the organization has changed in some other areas, uh, and no better example than the announcement yesterday with Michael Parcati. And I think it needs to be stated that Brad Holland over the last 15 to 18 months, and I want to give some credit to Justin Mahi, who did some of the analytics stuff as well uh, for the organization, but now they've got a full-time committed uh, guy who's got a master's in statistics coming in, in Michael Parcati, who's well-known by sort of the inside guys in the analytics community that have been some of the most vocal critics of the Oilers over the last several years. This is yet another illustration of an organization that is changing right in front of us and trying to win. You know what? At the end of the day, Frank, I, I, I'm going to get your thought on this. I had two guys that have been managers in the league or are currently managers saying Edmonton has gotten in the game this summer. And one of them said to me, you can make an argument the Oilers lost in the margins to Vegas, and you can make an argument the Oilers are tightening the margins that they lost to against Vegas. Do you agree or disagree yeah, I, with, I, with that? I, I'd say um, I don't know if the margins really are what okay. was the difference in that series. I would say that when you consider the way that's, that round or the playoffs in general slip away, like – I think it was Leon Dreisaitl a week ago said that the Oilers just made more mistakes. And I think that's probably the most accurate way to sum it up. Have the Golden Knights, another team in their division, another team that's won an elusive Stanley Cup. Um, Have they tried to consider every angle? Have they been as aggressive as possible with regards to player acquisition and also how they manage their salary cap? And how they, you know, evaluate players. Yeah, I think they, it's fair to say that that is the case. Um, you could make the argument that this is sort of a long time coming. I mean, I this is the Edmonton Oilers. Like, this is a proud, proud franchise with an unbelievable fan base. Um, 
the fact that they still have one of the smallest front office staffs in the league, I think is a bit surprising. I went through it last year. Uh, the Oilers had 28 or 29 front office members. The Arizona Coyotes have 43. I don't think it's for lack of spending. That's not what I'm getting at. It's just that for whatever reason, that hasn't been a significant focal point. And I think there's still more work to be done. And I think you're starting to see Jeff Jackson put his fingerprints on this and and continue to build up an ad around the Oilers. How many of those 43 people in Arizona make more than 100000 a year? Don't know. Don't not. I mean, I don't know how much that matters. Um, I'm just. I'm just saying that sometimes you pay for more. Yeah, numbers can be deceiving, but yes. I'd say the league average was somewhere around thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're 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 seeing growth right in front, right? I mean, you take a look. I thought it was. I mean, Rick Pracian, Tyler Wright out. That was an interesting mm-hmm. move that was made, and now Parcati has been hired. I think you'll see a couple other guys in the mix here. Uh, shortly being added. There's no surprise that the Oilers did something on the analytics front because Jeff Jackson mentioned it in the two interviews that he did with me, one on Oilers Now, one on Oilers Plus. The interview that he did with John Shannon right after, he, he, he said like he said this on like August the 3rd. He, he looked at analytics, and he also talked about sports science. And eventually mm-hmm. development needs to be a focus, especially, as you recall, Frank, because you were the guy that wrote it, you talked about Steve Stales. Well, today the Ottawa Senators officially, uh, Mike Lanilar was ratified. It would not surprise me in the least mm-hmm. if Steve Stales is the next president of the Ottawa Senators. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably a very accurate assumption. I think it's the assumption that everyone has around the league in front office circles. It's not exactly a secret. His relationship with Ann Lauer is longstanding. And I think the point that I made when the Oilers were eliminated in the playoffs and, you know, what I had said and the way I had framed it was to suggest that this was a really critical offseason for Edmonton in that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ken Holland's entering the final year of his deal, and they had to come up with a succession plan. They needed to understand, okay, who's going to be holding the reins Who's going to help make decisions, particularly for hockey ops? And I, you know, I think they knocked it out of the park in Jeff Jackson. We'll know in five years. Um, and now you've got the two of them working hand in hand, Ken Holland and Jeff Jackson, to try and put this team over the top. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I'm going to talk about Ottawa and Chicago. I think Ottawa's got a good mm-hmm. team. I think Brady, everybody credits Tim Stutzla. For me, it started with Brady Kachuk in Ottawa. Alex Formanton did not play last season. Do you envision that he might in the NHL? Do you envision that he might get traded now that there's a resolution uh, to the new ownership scenario in Ottawa? Don't know. Um, I would say that it's probably dependent and I, I hate the way that this sounds because it paints him as someone that's guilty and he may not be. But I think until there's a resolution with 
and this doesn't just go for Alex Formanton. This goes for anyone that's connected to that 2018 Team Canada World Junior Team. Right. Until there's a resolution on this investigation and we finally get clarity as to whether there will or will not be punishment, look, there's a bunch of teams, players, and agents that are sitting around on pins and needles trying to find out what the answer is to this. And until that happens, I think there's a few guys, and not just Alex Formanton, that you won't see any transactions for. No one's going to step up and trade for these guys until you know the true story. Well, the only thing is, last year there was only one guy that didn't play in the NHL, and that was Formanton, right? Yeah, I think that's unfair. Yeah, I agree. I think um, because we don't know. We, we, We don't know. We don't know to what extent, and I that's all I'm going to say is let's just... And I'm, I'm just, not defending or, or not. I think there's a due process here, and yes. when you nothing's been proven in a court of law, I think all the rest of these guys continue to work and earn a living. The response from the Ottawa Senators, who have said absolutely nothing, right. is he should have accepted his qualifying offer, Which and there might have been a different story. Which he did and not. he didn't. And you saw a bunch of players, unrelated to this, as a side note, get hammered after not accepting their qualifying offers this summer. All right. Uh, so the second team I want to ask you about is Chicago and a specific mm-hmm. player. Last year, the Blackhawks structured a deal with the Maple Leafs where they traded uh, McCabe and uh, Sam Lafferty and, and mm-hmm. got a pretty decent return. Let me ask you this. Uh, let's say... The Chicago Blackhawks ate half on Taylor Hall, knocking him from six to three million dollars a year. Uh, I'm hearing Taylor's in pretty good shape right now, and he's obviously going to play with Connor Bedard for the first half of the season. But he could help a team for two years in the playoffs at half price, at three million bucks, if Chicago retained. Do you think that's something that uh, uh, Kyle Davidson would be open to doing? I do. Um, I think when the Hall trade first went down and he was taken on by Chicago at full cap hit, that was initially the suggestion and or thought from people saying, okay, is he going to be flipped immediately at half price? And will the Blackhawks cash in on that? Uh, The answer is Kyle Davidson and the Blackhawks are really excited to have Taylor Hall in camp and to get going. They feel like he's going to be a great resource for Bedard, they feel like he has lived and experienced a lot of the things, maybe on a different scale, um, but not quite because the attention in Edmonton was significant. And he's lived it and done it. So not only that, but he's still a pretty good player, even if last year he didn't live up to what those salary expectations were with regards to point production. Although if you really go back and look at the numbers more closely, probably better than you might imagine given the game's played. The points per game were actually pretty decent. Um, So their intention is to hang on to Taylor Hall for the time being. Um, I think they've told some of their other vets that they've signed, uh, Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, we we really want to have you here, but if you decide at some point this season that the losing that we're going to experience is too much and you want a shot at chasing a Stanley Cup, we're going to give you that opportunity. Okay. So that was the expectation going in. And, I, and I'll also say this, too, that I really want you to keep in mind when it comes to Taylor Hall, the Blackhawks, and anyone else in terms of retained salary transactions. 
retaining on it on multiple years, teams don't like doing that. Right. You only get three retained salary slots per season, and if you've you've got that chewed up for multiple years, expect to pay a significant premium yeah, in order for two number ones. To do that. Frank, Frank, we'll get you on Monday. You, you show- think two number ones? Yep. I think if they wow. eat half, yeah, absolutely. I think it's or a former number one and a current number one. Frank, great stuff. One, one for the player and one for eating half. Yes, and we will talk Monday. Uh, I'll be in Winnipeg. Okay, thanks for joining us. Sounds good. See you, Bob. You bet. That's Frank Saravalli for the horses. Uh, and a reminder, live standard bread racing Fridays and Saturdays at Century Mile. Re- Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more.